the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single day. Alongside Jacob Rood, a new host here on the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm Nate Dickinson. Jacob's going to be the host of our Locked On Hoosiers podcast, going over everything you need to know about Indiana sports every single day. So if you're a Locked On Big Ten fan and a Hoosiers fan, go and give that new podcast a follow. He started up this week and already off to a fast start joins us here to talk about, one, everything going on with the Hoosiers, but also we're going to continue our Big Ten predictions and previews of looking at every position and school in the conference. We've got wide receivers with Jacob here today. But before we get to any of that, Jacob, welcome into the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. For the first time, certainly we won't be the last. How are you doing here today on a Wednesday? I'm doing great. Uh, As we were talking beforehand, I didn't think I could get more excited about IU football based on kind of where they are right now and coming off last season. And then I've started this Locked on Hoosiers podcast, and I very quickly started counting down days until the season opener. It's going to be an interesting season for Indiana for sure. I guess before we get into anything else there, let's talk about that. The Hoosiers are one of the more interesting teams in this conference, a wide kind of range as to where people think they could end up. Of course, a lot of hype around Michael Penix Jr. too. We've talked back and forth just kind of in our discussions beforehand. I've established myself as I don't think he's not good or anything. I think he could easily break out, but I'm just not sold on the guy yet. Try to convince me. Go ahead and give me the elevator pitch. Let, let's talk a little bit of Indiana sports here. Let the people get a little bit of taste of what they're going to be getting over there at the Hoosiers pot. Well, you certainly... Uh are not going to find an Indiana fan that is not in love with him. Um, he represents pretty much um, this turnaround as him and uh, Tom Allen, obviously, but um, on the field, he represents about as much as this turnaround in the last two years as anybody. Um, he's raised the ceiling higher than IU football has ever been. Um, and I mean, I, I, I just always think back to that game against Ohio state last season where he was just incredible. Every time we needed a big play, every time he had to make a throw, he was making all the throws. Um, And he just – that's kind of the big thing for me is he makes throws that normal quarterbacks and certainly quarterbacks that have been in Indiana have never made before. Um, He has an absolute laser of an arm, and um, he shows it off. Maybe relies on it too much at times, but um, he'll show it off and – he did so a ton in that Ohio State game, but even before that, he was uh, he was he's won every IU fan over for sure. So, I I I mean I'm biased, obviously. I don't know how anybody could not be sold on him, but I, obviously, uh, in an unbiased way, I can understand. There are certainly injury concerns, and each of his last two seasons have ended prematurely because of that. And as I said, he relies on that arm a little too much at times; it can get him in trouble, but. Um, if he can stay healthy for a full season, then he has as good a case as just about anyone for being the best quarterback in the conference. 
Well, we'll see what ends up happening. I, I got no doubt that Michael Penix Jr. is an exciting quarterback, an extremely talented quarterback. There's really nothing about the skill set that I doubt with the guy. I'm just waiting to see it really, really happen on those biggest and biggest of stages. And we started to see it happen last season with him. So uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe, if he, maybe not sold's the right, not the right turn, I guess. You're right, Jacob. But it's just like, uh, I'm just waiting for him to kind of break through in that way that I haven't seen yet. And again, I, I'm hoping he proves me wrong because I agree. When he's on, one of the most exciting talents, not just in this conference, but in all of college football. And he can be someone that people really fall in love with. Jacob Rood on here. He's the new host of Locked On Hoosiers here on Locked On Podcast Network. Before we continue on with Locked On Big Ten and our wide receiver preview, let's get into things with the wide receivers here before our break, Jacob. Let's talk right away about the Indiana representative on our list among top wide receivers in the Big Ten. Tyler Freifogel's coming back and had an outstanding season last year. A lot of people are expecting him to do big, big things alongside Penix Jr. this season. Uh, this is a guy 100% sold on his talents and abilities and just what he's been able to do on the field. What do you think as to how good he could get this season, especially just with how good he's already been? Yeah, for a while, he was kind of uh, our little secret. He had shown these kind of flashes that he was this really special talent. And then um, as much as Penix kind of burst out last season, he did as well. He had a, a three-game stretch where he had close to 600 yards receiving. Um, between Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. And we won two of those three, obviously. And the one we didn't, he had seven catches for over 200 yards and three touchdowns. So um, we were all, IU fans were very excited that he came back because it was obviously up in the air. He was a senior um, and projected to go in the draft. So he is already one of the best receivers that I use ever had. Um, he's the first one to win the receiver of the year award for the big 10. Um, he's the first one to be an all American since 2007. Um, and like I said, as much as Penix, if there's any other name that's kind of been tied to this turnaround for IU football, um, at least offensively, it would be Fry Fogel um, and maybe Wap Fillier, who we might talk about because IU will have to replace him. But um, those three have been were so important to the team last year. Um, they did not have a good run game, and um, those three were able to kind of manufacture a lot of things, even though teams knew that they were loading up for the pass. So um, to have him back this season gives me a ton of confidence about what um, IU will be able to do because without him, you're losing your top two wide receivers. And um, even as good as I think Penix is, that would be a tall task. But with him, you have one of the best quarterbacks and one of the best receivers in the conference and um, maybe certainly one of the best duos as well. Mm. Well, we'll see what ends up happening. You know they're going to have to show up because that road into glory for Indiana runs through Ohio State, unfortunately, on that side of the conference. We're going to talk about all of it here with Jacob in just a moment here on Locked On Big Ten as our position previews continue as we count down to the kickoff of the season less than a month away now. We'll have wide receivers to talk about with Jacob Freifogel and a whole lot more of talented guys in this conference. It's coming up in just a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline.ag is the place to go for any of your online sportsbook needs. 
The baseball season is back underway. The NBA Finals are wrapping up. And of course, I know you're already looking at some of those football futures for the fall as well. Whatever your need may be, as far as sports betting goes, betonline.ag can help you make your money. Head on over to betonline.ag right now for all the best lines, all the news you need to make sure you're up to date before you put those bets in, and we'll get you some free money to start out with too. If you go to betonline.ag right now and use our promo code Locked On you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's 50% on top of whatever you put into your account that first time you put money in, just add it on for free. Thanks to the people over at BetOnline. It's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single day. Alongside Jacob Rood, the new host of our Locked On Hoosiers podcast here in the Locked On Big Ten Network, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're here to talk wide receivers. The Big Ten has a ton of talented players there going deep here this season. And we're going to talk about all of them, including here to start off, our Big Ten at least preseason player of the year in Chris Olave from Ohio State. This is a guy who, while Ohio State has some question marks at quarterback and even at running back too as to who exactly is going to do what, or at least new guys at the position. I don't think there's questions as to the skill. There is one position that still has, as far as the skills go, already that gotten that experience and led this team in receiving yards. And that's why he's so good and why he's thought of as so good this season, Chris Olave. Is there anything that can slow this guy down right now? It seems like he's just destined to go off again. Well, I, I would guess the only thing that may slow him down is his quarterback and who he, who Ohio State ends up choosing. As you mentioned, they have um, a lot of names uh, available and added one this week, obviously. So um, outside of that, I can't imagine much is going to, to be in his way because he was – as electric as anybody I thought last season. He absolutely torched IU the one time that they played. Um, he's a ton of fun to watch. It, as an IU fan, it's not fun that or it's not fair that Ohio State gets all the fun guys all the time. Well, I mean, we already mentioned the one fun guy that you got out there at wide receiver in Freifold, at least somebody who's going to be another really, really good wide receiver. But I, I want to talk more about him because – while there's all sorts of talk about Penix Jr. and what he's going to be able to do offensively, teams are going to focus in on that, especially with his athleticism and ability to kind of move around the pocket, too. If he has that bailout option there in a guy like Freifogel, deep, short, he's someone who does a little bit of everything. He can be someone who's just as impactful as what Penix Jr. will bring to this team how much do you think that indiana success weighs on how good that connection is between he and the star quarterback certainly a lot of it um yeah those two were able to develop a chemistry um they kind of came into the spotlight together and especially last season were together um, on the field a whole bunch and Penix has a lot of trust in freifogel um and freifogel has been able, as you said, to kind of make those reads when Penix is moving around in the pocket to find open space. And those two have a connection that um, that's why they were able to have so much success last season and um, rack up all those yards in the middle of the season. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because we saw toward the end of last year as well that um, after that Ohio State game when Freifogel started or really broke out, um, defense is really keyed on him, and 
Obviously, Penix going down and them having to move to the backup certainly hurt the passing game. But um, the over those final three games for Freifogel, he had under 100 yards. So uh, it'll be an interesting challenge for the two of them because everybody knows about them now. Indiana certainly isn't sneaking up on anybody like they did last season. Um, so for those two, it'll be interesting to see um, how they respond and um, if they can continue that connection that they showed last season. Moving back over to the Buckeyes. While Ohio State may have what some people consider the best wide receiving unit in the country with their talented receivers, some people think it could be the best two wide receivers just individually in the nation too. Looking at Chris Olave and then Garrett Wilson behind him. It's part of the reason why Ohio State's so good year in and year out is because you know that whenever somebody does leave, there's another just as talented guy coming in right behind him. But this is going to be another really, really tough offense to stop. I know Indiana fans like you, Jacob, are thinking about that Ohio State team because that's who you got to get through, as we talked about, to have any sort of real success in that side of the conference. What do you feel about this offense as a whole when you look at what they have at quarterback, whether it's C.J. Stroud, whether it's Quinn Ewers, who you mentioned just now is coming to Ohio State after he committed and was going to be back there next year. Then you have Master Teague in the backfield. You add in Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. It's the most talented team in the Big Ten. We don't need to kind of pound that point in anymore. But it really is remarkable when you think about this. As we go through things, we've talked about it. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver. We've done so far on these previews. Ohio State has been the conversation for each one as, hey, this guy could easily be the best in the conference. And the one position that I think that's kind of solidified and is a no-doubter is here at wide receiver, where they have, in my opinion, the two best in the conference, maybe the two best, if not, or if not the two individual best, certainly the two best as a group and wide receiver core in the country, if you ask me. Yeah, I don't think you could argue against that. Um, I mean, as much as Olave had success against IU, it was Wilson who caught both touchdowns, both passing touchdowns. Um, certainly IU fans, IU broke a lot of kind of curses or long droughts or whatever kind of phrase you want to use for it last season. They finally beat Michigan. They finally got a win over a ranked team. Um, they finally beat uh, Penn State. And then the two things that they're kind of still waiting on is a win over Ohio State. Um, they seem to get closer and closer every year and then a bowl game, winning a bowl game. Um, so certainly that Ohio State game has a really big circle on it. Um, and it's going to be interesting because, as you said, Ohio State never rebuilds. They always seem to just reload. Um, but they not even not even necessarily the case with their wide receiving core because it's two familiar names coming back. Um, honestly, was surprised both of them came back, especially Olave. I think he was projected as a first-round pick. Um, so there aren't going to be many defenses, if any, that are going to be able to contain both of those guys. Again, um, it's kind of tied to, to what their quarterback can do and who is going to be back there. But these two are so good that they're going to make – pretty much any quarterback look good, at least for some stretches of the season. Yeah, that, and that's all part of it, too. That's just part of the poison is that when you have that talent all around, it just is talent on its own. But, of course, next to all the other talent, it just makes everybody else better, too. So it's part of how 
this college football things works, but we can get into the meta stuff at some point later on. Let's talk about other wide receivers here, Jacob. Looking down the conference, I, I don't know who you want to go to next. I have my list of guys, and I, I don't know. I guess it's my show, so I'll start off and talk <laughs> about Penn State. When I talk about Ohio State, they've got a duo of wide receivers that are maybe tops in the country. If not for that duo of wide receivers, Penn State's duo of wide receivers could also, I think, have years where you could consider it among the best in the country, too. With Jahan Dotson and Parker Washington both back there again, it's an outstanding core of guys who, again, have experience. And this is just someone who, in both of these guys, like Dotson could have been a draft pick last season. We know that. A guy like Washington was a big part of the winning streak Penn State had last season to end things. So these two are a part of an offense in Penn State that, again, is trying to kind of find itself again. There's still optimism around there around after that big run they had. But if they're going to get back on track again, it's going to be these wide receivers on the offensive side of the ball that are going to be like that reliable piece, that thing that is going to be there every single game while maybe you're trying to figure out everything else going on for Penn State. It, these two guys seem like they're just as talented as anybody, if not for those two Ohio State wide receivers out there, Jacob. Yeah, that's that's always kind of the MO of kind of uh, ranking people in the Big Ten is that um, Ohio State typically has the best guys, and then all these other guys kind of fall in line underneath who are always really talented but uh, are kind of overshadowed by whoever Ohio State has, and that's that's the case. Jahan Dotson I, I really enjoyed last season, and yeah. he was as electric as they come. He, uh, he did well against Penn State, and it seemed like um, – I always thought Penn State felt a lot of times like they were right on the cusp of uh, – of kind of breaking through in those first, I think they lost their first five games and Dotson was incredible through almost in almost every single one of those games. Um, he is a ton of fun to watch. Um, I, I enjoyed watching that Penn state team, even though they struggled, they had moments offensively where they seemed to really kind of put it together and it was really interesting. Um, and Dotson is a big reason of that. And as you said, if it's not for those two, Ohio State, uh, Olave, and Wilson, then I would say Dotson's a pretty clear third or third or fourth right there with Freifogel. Well, I'll ask you now, Jacob, where, where do you go after those guys? I, again, have my list of players is just I wanted to note and talk about. Where else do you take a look at when you're thinking about the best players at this position in this conference? Yeah, uh, certainly the one name that IU fans are going to think about is David Bell. Um, yep. at, at Purdue, he uh, was somebody that they were in a recruiting battle with Purdue for. Um, they recruited him pretty hard out of Indianapolis, and he ends up going to Purdue. Um, didn't he? I mean, he did have a great year last year. Purdue struggled, which IU fans love to see, but he he is about as electric as they come. Um, he is a big play threat. That's what he was in high school. Um, and burst onto the scene as a freshman, didn't look like he missed a beat. So um, that's always – that one always hurts to see as IU fans because it, it felt like quite a, for quite a while he was going to be um, – he was going to come to IU. Like I said, they recruited him really hard, and it was right kind of in the middle of IU landing a bunch of recruits, and he was one of the guys that didn't commit to IU during that span. So um, super talented – he 
has, like I said, has just hit the Big Ten in stride. Um, hasn't looked out of place at all, despite um, his freshman and sophomore years, and despite a lot of the struggles Purdue had, especially at quarterback. So, I would say he's right up there among the best in the the conference as well. I'm buying stock big time on David Bell for every reason that you said, Jacob, but also on top of that, just because of doing it on top of all the adversity that he faced last season. Forget the fact that Purdue has had struggles just on the field in general, but the Boilermakers had COVID things to deal with last season. He personally had Rondale Moore in front of him when that season started up. He was not supposed to be the number one wide receiver on that team. He ended up taking over that role, filling in those shoes excellently, and I see him being able to excel to new heights this season. If you're asking me about one guy who's like, there's no way this guy falls off, that's my pick, David Bell out of Purdue. Somebody who could really, really, I think, break away if, again, like you said, Purdue can figure things out around him too, because that's another big question that's there as well. Uh, I think if, Go ahead, go. Well, I was just going to say, we were talking about wide receiver duos, and honestly, Bell and if Rondell Moore is able to come back and uh, play as he did his freshman year as well, I think that could easily be one of the, the best wide receiver duos as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, other names I had as far as just wide receivers go, the only other name I wrote down was uh, Jalen Naylor out of Michigan State, just because mm-hmm. he was just a big playmaker. 19.8 yards per catch last season, and while doing it, while also averaging more than 75 yards per game, tells me that he does it at every level and is going to be there and a presence in a game no matter what a defense is doing or strategizing against. So just that one name as far as like a dark horse, maybe. Again, Naylor's already proven himself, so I don't know if it's like a dark horse as to like being just effective, but dark horse is like being up there with the best, maybe. I like Jalen Naylor out there with the Spartans. Yeah, Naylor's definitely – that was also a a name I had written down as um, one to kind of watch. And uh, I had him, and obviously we mentioned Rondale Moore, and he's another one that – IU fans hate to see because the last time we had a bucket game, he absolutely destroyed IU. So, but Naylor was um, the the lone off game he had. I'm sure IU fans will remember was against IU. And outside of that, he was impressive throughout the season. As you said, somebody that um, was consistent throughout the year um, and a reliable weapon. And for a Michigan State team, kind of looking to. Um, turn things around and get back on track. Um, I, I'm certain that he'll be in the middle of it if they are able to turn things around. And honestly, even if they aren't, he's. I would imagine he's going to be impressive either way. Uh, I think that's kind of the theme of the discussion that we've had here, Jacob, outside of those Ohio State guys who have already done it and we know are going to do it again. We've really just talked about the guys who we think are going to be able to help their teams make the biggest impact on the field as far as wins and losses go. I mean, Indiana, Purdue, Michigan State. Indiana's trying to get to that next level of the top, but Purdue and Michigan State, they're trying to find themselves, try to figure out what's working, and they have solid pieces there that are going to be able to help them win games. As far as to, like, who has the most ability to, like, add wins to a roster and a schedule, I feel like we've hit on all the biggest names as far as wide receiver goes in the conference. So, It's one of those things where I think the Big Ten has those few top-of-the-top stars, and they're not going down by any means, 
but below them is a very deep and talented group of players that could really shake up how things turn out in this conference. Again, it's Ohio State against everybody else, but the everybody else is looking pretty intriguing, if you ask me. Yeah, there's a ton of talent at wide receiver. Um, even setting aside Olave and Wilson, I mean, just Fry Fogel was a an All-American last year. Um, as we said, if Rondell Moore can come back, he was honestly one of the most exciting players um, in the nation his freshman season. David Bell, I mean, just a lot of guys, Dotson, that um, are some elite guys that uh, you don't even have to look at Ohio State necessarily to see a ton of talent at wide receiver in the conference. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. That is for sure. Big Ten, typically known as one of those up north ground and pound conferences, Wisconsin, stuff like that. But they're getting into the air raid a little bit more as of late, as really everyone in football is. Well, Jacob, you're the host of Locked On Hoosiers. Coming up next, we had some way too early rankings come out here as the kind of dog days of summer hit and people are running out of stuff to talk about in the jobs that we do. So we talked football predictions with Kevin McGuire yesterday. We have a way too early top 25 from basketball out from ESPN. Are you down to talk some hoops with us when we come back before we wrap up the show? I think anybody from Indiana is ready to talk hoops at all times. That's why we have you here. Jacob Rood's here with us on Locked On Big Ten. We'll be back in just a minute. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten, here to tell you a little bit more about Built Bar, helping you get the show here today. Built Bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs. They have more than 15 grams of protein per bar with less than 5 net grams of carbs and 5 grams of sugars as well. It's all the healthy stuff you want without any of that unwanted filler, but great flavor too. Built Bar has 100% chocolate in every single bar, and these things taste outstanding. People are loving the new Grasshopper flavor. It's supposed to be a little bit of a play on the Mint Brownie Girl Scout cookies that people like so much. So you can go and try that or any other flavor out right now at BuiltBar.com and save some money by using our promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you know these guys are legit. That's Built Bar helping you get the show here today. And we thank you, Built Bar. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Alongside Jacob Rude, the host of our new Locked On Hoosiers podcast on the network, I'm Nate Dickinson, talking about everything you need to know about what's going on in the Big Ten today. We talked wide receivers with Jacob here as part of our preseason preview for the football season. Now let's go a little bit further ahead and talk basketball. It's that time of year where people are trying to find something to write, really, or podcast about like we are and all that other stuff. Yesterday, we took some predictions with football and Kevin McGuire. Now let's get into basketball with Jacob here, as we have from ESPN. And I believe this was actually posted last week. Let's give the credit where the credit's due, actually. I'll roll it up. Jeff Borzella posted this on the 27th of July. Just his way too early top 25, something we see all the time out there. And all sorts of Big Ten representations, starting at number six and number seven, Jacob, consecutively, the Purdue Boilermakers and the Michigan Wolverines, a couple of teams that are going to be really, really good this season. But people who may not follow this stuff as closely may be a little bit surprised to see Purdue that high. Uh, why is that? What makes Purdue so good for those of us that don't know? Well, I'm sure I would be, I'm contractually obliged to mention that <laughs> technically IU finished above them in the standings, even for as poor as IU was last season, but um, Purdue, it's been it's been frustrating as an IU fan because we've struggled of late in basketball. They have not 
they've recruited the state pretty well. Um, Caleb First is a freshman coming in that I got a chance to watch a couple times in high school, who big man who will be, I think, play a pretty big role for them. Um, Jaden Ivey uh, had a pretty strong performance um, in the preseason uh, in the U-19 World Cup, I believe. I saw some stats for him. Um, they have Travion Williams. Um, they just have a, a, a lot of talent up and down the roster that uh, they – Matt Painter's done such a good uh, good job there. Again, all of this pains me to say so many nice things about Purdue, but um, they're they're a really talented program, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see because um, they're not typically, as you said, this high on the the preseason boards. Yeah, getting some respect out there. I mean, they're those blue blood Big Ten teams that are always going to be up there, and Purdue's without a doubt not any sort of far shot from a blue blood, a perfectly good college basketball program, but not one of those that you usually see up there just because of the name. And they've got talent there to back up everything that they've been, at least as far as the rankings go. Looking at the Michigan Wolverines at number seven on this list, they get Hunter Dickinson back, which is obviously huge, but Michigan was going to be good regardless of whether or not he come back. Now that he is back, it's like national contender stuff again for the Wolverines. Yeah, this is a team that is used to to being yeah. in the uh, up here this high in the list. Um, I've been really impressed by what Juwan Howard has been able to do there. Um, I really liked him coming in, um, and he hasn't missed a beat. Um, as you said, just a ton of talent, landing a, a top 10 guy to come in right away. Um, and this is going to be a really talented team. And Devontae Jones as well will be um, one of the best players in the Big Ten this year. It's going to be fun to watch those two teams and everybody else in the Big Ten, too, including the team listed at number 12, the Illinois Fighting Illini, a team that got Kofi Cokeburn back, which, according to Borzello here, was really what put them back in this top 25. But they lose Io to Sumu. And I'm, again, as I kind of said off the top of the show, Kind of like I'm not sold on Michael Penix Jr. I know Illinois is going to be really good, but I'm not sold on the Fighting Illini yet. I'm going to have to see it to believe it with that squad. I don't know about you. Yeah, I was um, I was in the same boat kind of throughout the year, although there wasn't really a reason to be because they were good throughout the season. Um, I took you can take a bit of a victory lap in the the NCAA tournament, but that was such a weird tournament anyway. It's hard to to take too much from it, but. Yeah, Kofi is incredible. He's uh, as tough as anybody to defend um, in the Big Ten, and he kind of anchored everything for him. It's very fair that him returning has them this high because um, just in terms of, like, physical dominance they're, and just size and just all those types of kind of descriptors, he's as tough as anybody in the nation, not just the conference. Yeah, it's going to be obviously – I mean, I keep saying fun, but I, I you just think about how fun these teams were to watch last year. I mean, Illinois, Michigan, those were two of the most exciting teams in college basketball. Most of those squads are coming back, which is really, really, really exciting just for what's coming up ahead. And to wrap things up, again, real quick, Ohio State at number 18, Maryland at number 19. Both those teams lose players. Both those teams have really good players coming back, though, again. And I... 
again, I, I don't see them being real national championship contenders as we're talking about big and the reflect the stat, the rankings reflect that. But we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with those teams. Thoughts on those two just as we end up real quickly, Jacob. Yeah, EJ Lytle or Liddell, excuse me, is really yeah. good. Um, that that's pretty much my takeaway from Ohio State and uh, Maryland has been a terrific addition. I've thought um, it, losing Aaron Wiggins hurts, but um, you also can't do a Maryland preview without m- just mentioning the name Fats Russell because it's a terrific name too. It is, yes, and that's one we're going to have a fun time seeing throughout the winter as we're going to have fun seeing and talking to Jacob Rood here on Locked On Big Ten and every single day on the Locked On Hoosiers podcast here on the podcast network of Locked On. Jacob, thanks for joining us here to talk wide receivers, to talk Big Ten basketball here at the end. I know we're going to have you on again at some point soon. Indiana is one of those teams this season in football we're going to have to talk about and always in basketball, somebody that's going to be on everyone's radar too. So we'll talk to you again at some point real soon. But before we let you go, just until we have you back here again, let the people know where can they get to you, the podcast, all that stuff. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Jacob Rude. We are getting a... Twitter feed set up for Locked on Hoosiers. I'll be sure to tweet that out um, as soon as we get it. And then, as you said, just Locked on Hoosiers, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. And uh, we will provide all of the Tom Allen updates and uh, all the Michael Penix updates that you guys could possibly want this fall. Dalio over there at Locked on Hoosiers podcast. We'll have Jacob back on at some point soon. Until then, go and subscribe. They're just starting out there over at Locked on Hoosiers, but hitting the ground running. And, of course, a whole lot to talk about, as we have to talk about every single day right here on Locked on Big Ten. Coming up tomorrow, we're talking on with Isaiah Hole of Locked on Wolverines. Until then, alongside Jacob Root of Locked on Hoosiers, I'm Nate Dickinson. This has been the Locked on Big Ten podcast.